Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. And a warm welcome to episode number 37 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Angela Cabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Kathy N. Ross, a global human resource leader who has experience in developing healthy cultures and seeing organizations through rapid global expansion in software, consulting, alcohol, beverage, and retail industries. She brings her diverse human resource ex- experience as vice president of People at Clue, leading the growth of their team and developing a culture that values communication, and radical transparency. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's our pleasure, certainly. So tell us about your journey, uh, a bit more about your company and your role within. Yes. So uh, so Clue is a uh, software uh, company based here in Vancouver, uh, sunny Vancouver today. And we're about, oh gosh, about 82 uh, people strong and uh, growing very rapidly, as, as you mentioned. Our uh, organization develops uh, software. Uh, we're a software as a service company in the competitive enablement, competitive intelligence realm. So our product helps uh, companies, other any other company that has competitors, which I think we all do, keep track of our competitors, and it really enables uh, sales teams, for example, to you know show up to to demos, uh, armed with everything they need to know about their competitors, so that they can you know really win more in a nutshell, so that they're uh, prepared to uh, to deal with any questions, uh, comments, and sort of deposition competitors as best as possible, and hopefully win more deals. So our software has automated. Uh, the battle car process, amongst other things. Uh, yeah, and we've been uh, growing over the past few years, doubling year over year and seeing some really great, uh, great traction and great success. So it's been a lot of fun. Mm. And tell us a little bit more about you. How did you get to where you are today? <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe the condensed version. Yeah, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, I did start out uh, in the retail industry, as you um, mentioned, which I will call out Costco because I think what a great experience and really gave me the foundation of what a great culture can be. And I think I learned so much there and took a lot of learnings from that uh, company with me in my career journey because they really have created an incredibly healthy culture. And, and so, you know, starting out my career in HR there with them was was probably perfect. I couldn't have written it any better. So had a wonderful time at Costco um, and then um, moved into, uh, did a, a brief uh, stint with a consulting company uh, here in Vancouver as well. And then uh, got into tech actually through that uh, consulting company. And, and that was uh, vision critical at the time. It's now called Alita. And uh, I think I was employee 60 when I joined and when I left 800. And so really it was like a real life MBA, learned a lot along the way about how to grow and scale and, and you know, made some mistakes and, and uh, learned from those. You know, it was obviously a huge success. Uh, from there, I uh, was kind of getting hungry, wanted to, to get back to that builder phase and creation phase. And so joined uh, another local tech company, uh, which was called ACL at the time, mm-hmm. now Galvanize, and helped them go through um, a bit of a building journey for sure, but it was a culture transformation journey. They had uh, brought me on to really help transform their culture. So that, gosh, I'm so proud of that. The time I spent there, the five, six years there and helping them transform their culture into, you know, this incredibly healthy and successful organization. You know, they um, may have heard in the news recently sold to another company, uh, Diligent, for uh, for a billion dollars. So Canadian unicorn, proud to hopefully, you know, I think contributed to that and, and be part of that. And and I think they're a, are, they are a testament to, you know, healthy, strong cultures can do create incredibly successful companies. So um, it's, I think, uh, important to note how powerful culture can be in mm-hmm. successful business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's really insightful, Kathy. And, you know, what I'm hearing is, you know, that first initial experience at Costco kind of showed you the power of culture. And then throughout that, seeking to be able to apply that same kind of principle or idea within the organizations that you're working with. Yes. And I mean, there's many ways we can kind of go, many roads maybe we can go down around this. But I'm curious around the culture transformation. And so what, what, makes, what makes a good culture? And what does it look like actually transferring or making transformation within the culture of an organization? Well, I think it's important to note that like everyone can have a good culture and they all might be different, right? Like that's, it's going Mm -hmm. to be different for everyone. And so, so that's important to note is what is, what is good for that company? Um, You know, and so you really have to take a step back and sort of define what that even is for your organization. But as they say, and it's true, it all starts with the leadership. You know, that's where culture starts and finishes. Um, And so you need to get, you know, the leadership to define and be aligned as to what is important to them. What are their values? You know, how are they going to show up? You know, what and and to define the the culture. Sometimes I've been of late calling it the flag. You know, what is the flag you're going to fly? And so um, that's how you got to start and be public with it and And then um, everything you do then really should uh, reinforce the culture. So that's, you know, sort of where uh, people, the people team or the HR team can come into play is is putting into the practices like, you know, feedback and, and rewards and recognition 
it all needs to reinforce then what you as a company and as a leadership team have defined as your culture. And then, you know, hopefully it is one that is is healthy for you. And there's, and there's so many ways to define that. So. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're smiling, Kathy, because, you know, um, we're, we're kind of geeking out on this because oftentimes we speak to clients and we identify with the fact that it's not just about the job. It's about the team members behind the job uh, and in aligning culture versus just, um, I guess, uh, developing a culture. You can't just develop a culture and say what it is. It's, you know, what happens on a day-to-day basis, like the picture that you've just painted. So in your experience, how have you gone about from the peopling side of things, getting people on board and consistently aligning that culture? Yeah, gosh, there's so many things that you need to do to do that. You know, I would say first, the leadership team, as I said, needs to walk the walk and talk the talk. They they need to show up every day, mm. um, you know, really living and uh, being that culture. So first and foremost, so if, you know, whether it's in how they communicate and how they're recognizing people. So that's one thing. Um, another is really, so you have to communicate out the culture and be clear about it and and sort of, you know, it's got to show up everywhere, whether it's in, you know, just stating what your values are and, you know, uh, making sure that everyone knows um, how they need to show up every day. You know, I think that just that in itself is important. As an example, uh, here at Clue, we developed rather than a typical employee handbook, we developed what we call the Clue Code. And every new employee is given the Clue Code. And it's just, it's like exactly that it. It's a code in how to explain our culture and how, um, you know, we are going to expect them to show up and how they should show up. What are our traditions? What are our rituals? And so you've got to just, you know, communicate that out there and get it out there uh, to all employees. So we do that right from day one. You know, there's some fun things that you can do that are sort of pretty powerful. um, And and those are things like uh, symbols, mascots. You know, we we had one at uh, Galvanize. It was a moose, and one of the the big uh, values at at Galvanize is transparency. Much like at Clue, we have radical transparency as well. And and there's that saying that you know there's the elephant in the room that you should always talk about. You know, don't be afraid to talk about the the big hard issues. Well, uh, Galvanize, we changed it to moose because we're Canadian, and and so we should <laughs> really reflect that. And the moose just ended up being a symbol that people could, you know, really um, hold on to and associate with. Um, It was a reminder uh, to be transparent and to talk about the hard things. But then it also, you know, just uh, led into everything from, you know, logos and, and, you know, um, you know, visuals, graphics on the wall in the office and having fun with, with that. And so things like that reinforces the culture, but, you know, still gives people an, an identity, I guess is a good way of putting it. So that's another good thing that I, I like to do. Yeah. And then just all the, the people practices need to, again, reinforce the culture. So, you know, how you recognize and reward people, what are you rewarding them for? It just all needs to be reinforced. So it's literally in every single, I like to think of culture as like a fabric. And so every thread has to be, um, you know, in some way related to your overall culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. Really a, a visceral image in terms of the culture has to be a fabric and all the threads have to weave together. Uh, yeah. that, that was a really good analogy. And it reminds me, Andrew, yeah. another podcast guest that we had on uh, a few episodes ago, at least maybe five or six, uh, Jeff McCann, yes. uh, where he talked about candor. 
And so mm -hmm. their symbol was a, a, just the word candor. And whenever somebody would speak vulnerably, they would say, okay, I'm going to speak from a candor here or, you know, and mm -hmm. so it was like, it was almost like a leaning post or permission uh, yeah. to be able to speak what's on your mind. And I know even just for Andrew and myself, we say uh, KJ, our knee-jerk reaction. So it's like, <laughs> here, this is just my initial thoughts. It's my KJ. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm completely sold on this, but it's just kind of an easy way to say, okay, this is what's coming to mind, mm -hmm. um, but I'm open to hearing more and, and discussing it further. So I think it's, yeah. it's really interesting how you brought an image to it. And so I guess shifting gears a little bit, I'd be curious to understand a little better, um, maybe some of the common challenges you've noticed in terms of companies that are seeking to scale their team. Um, what, what are some of those common challenges that you've kind of seen come up from a people perspective? It's so easy. There's no challenges. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Thank you very much. We're back. We had a pleasure. And... <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely some growing pains, as they say. Um, you know, some of the things I've seen, maybe two that just popped into my head as you asked that question are, are, you know, one, as you recruit, you know, as you grow, you need to recruit, you need to recruit fast. You cannot let new team members and your recruitment process um, really harm your culture. That is the first place where culture can fail is just mm -hmm. that desperation of getting people bodies in and then you haven't maybe done that values assessment. I don't like to call it culture fit. I like to call it culture add. And, and if you haven't done that through the recruitment process, your culture will 100% um, be gone. It will, will fail. It will just change into something that maybe isn't a healthy culture. And so make sure that you're taking the time to have recruitment processes that reinforce your culture and are finding individuals that are going to be a culture add and not a detractor. So that's one, you know, don't just uh, focus on getting bodies in the door to get stuff done. So that, that's a, a good culture killer. And I think the second is companies grow and every company struggles with this as you get larger is communication. And how do you keep the communication consistent, two-way, um, you know, and just even out there? Because as you get bigger, it's going to happen. Silos get built, mm. you know, and there's things that you just can't do anymore when you were 20 people. And so you've got to find those ways to keep the communication open and frequent and transparent. And that a lot of that, again, comes back to um, really leaning on the leadership team to help with that and to, to reinforce communication when the CEO or the leader can't be in every meeting like they used to be. You know, the, the leadership team needs to be an extension of that. So I think those are two things to really keep your eye on. Mm. And that's an interesting thing that you brought up, Kathy, in the sense of communication with growth. And it's, it's a trend that we're seeing more and more as we continue on in our tenure with this podcast. And from your seat as VP uh, in people, in culture, um, what would you recommend for companies as they're scaling to help keep culture aligned with their communications? frequent, I guess, in many different ways, like communication does need to show up in, uh, in different ways. And really, as early on as you can, don't have communication with be through one person, like it should mm -hmm. never just be with the CEO. Um, you've got to empower um, and set the environment to allow others to communicate from, you know, individual contributors right through to the CEO. We're all in charge of communication. And so you've got to really uh, reinforce that and, and create that environment so that everyone knows that it's everyone's job to communicate here and don't wait for 
permission. Don't wait for your manager, or your CEO to communicate stuff out. If you think it's important, just throw it out there. And so you, if you set that tone early on, then, you know, and others will just, you know, see by example that, you know, oh, well, they put that great idea out there. I think, you know, maybe I'll share the same. And so that's what I would suggest is really, you know, making it everyone's role to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm noticing a bit of a trend, Kathy, in terms of it kind of starts at the top. Or if the leadership teams adapting the things and adapting and, and practicing the culture that they're talking about, it's not just words written on the wall and then nobody actually does anything with them. It's actually practiced at the top, then it does tend to have a trickle down um, yeah. or across the organization. Yeah, it that is definitely a make or break. And the culture is defined by the leadership team, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, the, the strong leadership team and alignment on what your culture is has to be there 100%. Those are the table stakes. Yeah. Mm. And taking it a little bit deeper, like past the moose and communication and ensuring that there's alignment with culture, how do you or how would you recommend going about creating an environment where team members or employees can thrive? It's creating an environment where they feel um, they feel like they can fail. So they're, they're, it's an environment where they can go and take risks and try things and learn from things and fail and, and not feel like they're going to get fired for it, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that there's going to be that support there. And, you know, if they do fail, then, then, you know, building that, you know, sense of resiliency, you got to pick yourself back up, but we're going to be there to dust you off, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you do fail. So I think that's important. It just lets people be their best selves and, you know, realize their best selves, um, you know, rather than, than keeping them, you know, contained and, and just sort of setting that tone of empowerment and that it is everyone's job and you can try new things. And, you know, it doesn't have to come from a leader, you know, great ideas often don't, they often come from the team members, um, maybe because the leader has created that really open environment. I would say too, that you have to create that environment where you are actively seeking out those ideas and opinions um, in different ways, because not everyone shows up in meetings the same. And so, you know, just being really aware of that and creating that environment for everyone to feel heard. So whether that's, you know, in one-on-ones versus team meetings, some people just, you know, are going to be comfortable sharing ideas in different ways. So, being aware of that and being open to that and creating that environment where people feel comfortable to share, because the more they're going to share, like I said, you know, you're, you're going to get the best ideas um, that way. So those are probably some of the key things and then rewarding, you know, as I spoke about this before, but rewarding the behaviors that you want and, and um, you know, rewarding those who have, you know, maybe taken some risks and succeeded and, and have gone over and above the call of duty, really recognizing them for that as well. Yeah. Setting them as an example. Mm. Those are a few things anyways. Uh, I'm curious when you mentioned rewarding, uh, what kind of comes to mind in some ways that you've seen, whether it be a clue or other organizations uh, that employees kind of get rewarded for, you know what, it can be as small as just like a thanks, like a, you know, sending a note out to the whole company on Slack. I wanted to call out and peer to peer is usually pretty powerful. Um, and just saying, you know, I want to thank so-and-so for stepping into that demo and helping me out. So powerful. 
and so easy to do, right? That's a reward and recognition in my eyes. You know, and then you can definitely get into more formal, you know, reward recognition programs where you are, you know, saying, you know, here's our values, let's, um, you know, uh, you know, reward people for that, uh, for, you know, acting out those, those values and, and maybe giving them, you know, a nice thank you, whether that's, um, I like to do what I call bucket list uh, things. So it's more meaningful to the individual to maybe, you know, go check something off their bucket list uh, as a reward, rather than your typical, you know, maybe boring cash, it might incent people more to, to, to really feel um, like they can go over and above the call of duty and, and mm-hmm. they feel recognized that, you know, hey, look, you know, the, my company just uh, look what they did for me to help me um, check something off of my bucket list. So it's kind of fun at the same time, right? It creates a lot of loyalty and engagement that way. So it, it, that can, it can take so many shapes and forms. Sometimes it's even too, just as simple as the, you know, asking your CEO to send them a quick note of thanks. Again, those things go so far. So you don't need a lot of budget to, to have a great recognition program. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned it. That's really interesting, actually, about the bucket list. It's the first time that I've heard of that type of recognition program. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of personally curious, what has been the, I, I guess, the the initial response of team members when it comes to, you know, uh, Clue approaching with them in, in initiating this type of program? Uh, we haven't quite launched it at Clue, but uh, I did it at my old company at Galvanize. Gosh, and they just love it, right? Like it's, it's, um, you know, it's like, hey, this is great. Like I'm being recognized for the hard work that I'm, I'm putting into the organization, but doing it in a personal way, um, you know, recognizing everyone as individuals. It's pretty cool. And, and, you know, it's fun to see, you know, so many different things and, and and people are so thankful and, you know, they're willing to share photos of, you know, this family trip that they had only dreamt of. Um, I remember one in, in, again at Galvanize who had dreamt about, you know, touring um, back when we could travel in a, in a uh, RV camper. And so we actually, because she was an amazing employee helped, you know, make that dream come true. And, you know, it sets a tone too for the other employees, right? That we value mm-hmm. our staff and and, and for the, the hard work that they do. And, and we're trying to make their lives better too at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, I'm hearing things like recognition, uh, an opportunity to feel heard and be heard, uh, safe to fail environments. Uh, you may have noticed both Angie and I are kind of nodding along, smiling. Cause like, <laughs> this is, this is our language. Like, this is what we talk about yeah. with our clients. This is like what we're, we're talking the same language here. So it's quite exciting to see how you've implemented it uh, across mm-hmm. multiple organizations and are, are growing that within Clue as well. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious. So what has been maybe some other kinds of support that you provided or that your team has sought out, uh, from you, um, or your organization over the past year or so? Gosh, yeah, it's it's hard, right? Because no one has had to lead a company through or, or lead a team through a pandemic in our lifetime anyways, mm-hmm. right? And so um, they are looking to, to usually to the people teams, <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> I'm sort of sometimes all in all transparency sitting there going, I don't know either, but let's just figure this out together. <laughs> no pressure, but what are we going to do here? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when it, when it really comes down to it, it's, it's like you said, it's how can we support um, 
our, our employees through this new time and, and what does that even look like? And, and so it just, you, you, it's a lot of reminders of, of checking in a lot, you know, how are people doing, um, you know, being uh, more flexible as to when their jobs are getting done. There is no more nine to five. And so I think every company needs to recognize that, that everyone has, you know, something else going on at home, whether it's, you know, caring for kids, elderly, um, maybe they're living alone. It's just, you know, not the same as it used to be. And so flexibility as to when stuff gets Mm -hmm. done. And again, sort of setting the example and setting permission for that. um, It's making sure that there are a lot of uh, mental health resources and support um, because everyone does need it. We're facing new challenges altogether that we don't know how to deal with. Make sure that your employees know that you have mental health um, um, resources that they can tap into, helping uh, enable your leaders to check in with their employees and how to even ask how to check in. Um, You know, it can be as simple as one question. How are you doing today? A lot of managers just aren't even asking that. um, And that just opens the door for, you know, the employee. It's almost like, you know, you said, Scott, permission to talk about you know, mm-hmm. how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, you know, and, and maybe it's the leader being vulnerable too. You know what? I'm having a really bad day and, and I'm struggling. You know, I miss my friends and it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to have a really crummy day. So um, so that's what we've been doing is trying to support our leaders and support the, the team in, you know, um, mental health support, mindfulness and flexibility in, um, you know, how they're getting their work done mm. at home. And, and we, you know, we do things like making sure that they know they can go and take breaks in the middle of the day. We, we actually publicly um, in our Slack channel say, you know, Hey, I'm going out for a run at two in the afternoon. And we all do that if we're away from our desks for a while. And it might sound like is, you know, are we keeping tabs of, Everyone, no, it's so that we know that it is okay. Go take a break. It's sunny out. Go for a walk. Go for a run. It's going to make you feel better. And we know that you're going to pick stuff up later. And, um, you know, there's that trust, I guess, sense of trust there Mm -hmm. as well that you have to have straight out of the gate Mm -hmm. um, because we're not, you know, seeing each other anymore. So those are a few, a few of the ways we've been trying to support. Yeah. And it sounds like, uh, Kathy, that it's really leaning into those human skills. So listening to what you had to say about that and in supports in this past year, it's about trust. It's about flexibility. It's about clear expectations, but, but allowing autonomous uh, timelines and, and then also ensuring that there's that balance of wellness and helping team members realize what that is, because sometimes they could just be stuck or having that crappy day or that, that uh, poor week that they need assistance to kind of get through. That's really powerful. And we, we like to ask all of our, our uh, participants, what are three words of inspiration you would want the world to hear? <laughs> three words. Gosh, I think this may come across as more than three, but right now, I mean, it's kindness, kindness to ourselves, kindness to everyone else um, is so important right now. And, you know, what a little bit of you know, we're, we're all stronger than we think. And so, um, you know, just know that we've got this, <laughs> maybe those are the three <laughs> words, <laughs> right? Uh, but I think we're all stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And, and, and 
yeah, just permission to, to not be okay as well. Mm. I think, yeah. And I know that was way more than three words, but I think three themes anyways for you. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think we won't hold you to it. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, And we want to thank you very much for joining us today. And we really appreciate you sharing your leadership insights with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for letting me share. Always happy to do that. Uh, And for those who would like to learn more about uh, Clue, we're going to provide a link to the company profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.